All right. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Gambit Podcast. I am Solo Base 15. I am here with my good friend Zareth. We are here to talk about GAC. Uh, how's it going, guys? And how's it going, Zareth? Oh, I thought that was a fat joke for a sec. You have to use the plural on me. Wow. <laughs> well, you do have a popsicle. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, working on it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've rough. had half of a week off. How'd uh, <laughs> how'd that go for you? Um, I I still feel pretty wiped out from the season. To be honest, like it, I like to have a full. I don't know. A couple more days would have been nice, but it's okay. I, I'm now I've I've spent a ton of money and I have a resistance fighter that I've no or bomber that I've no idea how to use and. You know, seven stars, probably just going to sit on the bench until I have to clean something up in fleets. So it's like this week will be a major disappointment if I one shot every executor. Oh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, well, so from what I understand, and I don't I don't have the seven star bomber yet. Um, it's basically if they don't target the wrong person, you one shot the executor with it. That's what I heard. Yeah. But, I mean, so it's like a 66% chance. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, theoretically at least, yeah. Which sounds nice, I guess, except if you... I I would assume that there's some RNG within that exception as well, probably reducing it to below 66%. Um, I'll tell you what sucks, though, is... You know, everyone's complaining about having to gear Rose. How about putting 60 mods on Rose, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, but so so if you're going to end up using this as the guaranteed cleanup, because like from what I really understand about this is you're going to go in with your malevolence, and if you lose, it's like a guaranteed cleanup. Um, so as, as long as the AoE isn't off cooldown from executor uh, and so if it's a cleanup you really don't need i mean eventually you want 60 mods but it doesn't need to be your focus yeah <clears throat> we'll see i hope i hope we can get some we can get I, I need to find the the ships discord i haven't been on fleets for a long time um on that fleet's discord i'd like to like to see what they're doing with it though to be honest they're probably talking in a secret room i don't have access to anyway so uh just send about 18 more messages and then spam the hell out of chat and maybe they'll let you in yeah i'll do that <laughs> in uh in, like in like a year or two right <laughs> when i get around to it <laughs> oh hmm. um uh, all right so we don't we really don't have a lot to talk about because CG was kind of quiet last month. But what we do have to talk about is there were a ton of podcast questions. And I mean a ton um, that just didn't get asked during the the round table mm-hmm. because we ended up talking about other things. So I figure, hey, let's let's get to answering them. And knowing us talking about one podcast question will lead us down some completely different topic. So, mm-hmm. um, fun. yeah. Uh, 
the first the first question really is, and this is probably the one that we can go most in depth on. So we're now two seasons in. We figured out counters. Um, taking Supreme or Supreme Leader Kylo. I, I see SK, and I just want to say Supreme Leader Kylo. Um, <laughs> taking Star Killer off the board. What would you list the the GAC Omicron hierarchy as? Hmm. So I think the top for utility for that that opens up the like opens up options the most in my opinion is still Zam, or maybe not. Maybe still Zam isn't the right word, but I I still like Zam though. I, I I know that Iden is hot and everything the the omicron um she's not bad herself either but the omicron is really good i actually think she's great without the omicron though as well and zam <clears throat> makes those bounty hunters take some takes them from like eccentric like really expensive crazy mod requirements to like oh you can actually manage these mods and you know and you still kill a bunch of really awesome stuff so I think Zam is my favorite. What about you, Solo? Um, so, yeah. I, in terms of the most accessible to everybody and the most usable, Zam probably sits on top of the list. Here's, here's an interesting stat about Zam since, uh, you know, I have the page open. Mm -hmm. There are more Chief Chirpa Omicron supplied than Zam. That's the thing? That's that's a thing. That is so disappointing. <laughs> I'm like I'm like devastated right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Qui-Gon has more than double or if you add up Chirpa and Zam, Qui-Gon has more than both of them combined. <laughs> no, that's not that's not surprising because he's so that's, straight yeah. he's so straightforward. It's just like right. I put I put the Qui-Gon Omicron on finally and I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't expect to just immediately have him mastered, but it's he's pretty it's, point and click. Like he's, it's like, hey, you you hit harder, and then when Qui Gon dies, you hit even harder for a while, and then you keep hitting harder. Yeah. Until you die. So. Yeah, Qui Gon is kind of self explanatory. Uh, did you use the JKA AOE yet? No. Good. Okay. Is Qui Gon dead yet? He just died. Dead. <laughs> That's like. Oh, okay. Your fight will end in approximately one second. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. Um, and yeah, and obviously more people have Chirpa because all the 4 million accounts have Chirpa and they do not have Zam, but it's just, you know, Zam. Zam, I think Zam is hands down like the number one Omicron to apply, other than Starkiller and in gac sure well well yeah like if, if i had to they say he was taking the star killer off, yeah. off, run off of course yeah. yeah like the the unique for star killer is impossible to ignore you, you have right. to do that one yeah yeah um okay so we've already established that qui-gon is the most applied but do you think he's the second best <clears throat> second best um I don't know. So we're still taking Star Killer off the table. Yep. 
He might be. I, I'm not sure. I, I just, he messes up a lot of Jedi rotations, I feel like. People, people promise that it doesn't. And I guess, you know, I really like having Jedi Anakin on my Jedi Master Kenobi team. So it is going to mess with me. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to figure some things out for that. But uh, yeah, he's quite, quite might be good. I, I really, I've been seeing some really, really nasty Dash Rendar uh, teams lately. Like people, people who have started embracing this weird new meta of just combining uh, like awesome things and just putting Han and Chewie in there or putting Bam in there. Like it's, those teams are scary on a level that Qui-Gon will never be, at least on defense. So I, I like those. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, here, so here's the irony of that, right? So all those dash teams, all those Iden teams, Qui-Gon beats. Like he <laughs> is probably the hands down counter to every other Omicron out there. Hmm. I wonder how they how it would does against. I would be interested to see how how like a Han and Chewie, Bam squad works against it, or not Bam. Sorry, a, a Han and Chewie with Dash lead. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I guess for, like if it's on defense, you could probably game the system a little bit. Yeah. From what I from what I understand, I haven't faced it. I have faced Dash squads, and Qui Gon just opens up and says goodbye mm. that's 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 basically how that works um because they don't the ai does not like to target qui-gon so they weird. trigger jedi Knight anakin multiple times which is amusing to me it is yeah i i like that i think also the iden versio Omicron. I think I probably like the Iden one just a little bit better than Qui-Gon. I, I guess I'm kind of biased just because I've had all of them except for Qui-Gon. I haven't used Qui-Gon. All I've seen him, I uh, all I've seen of him is like bad team after overly expensive team on defense. Uh, <laughs> like every time I'm like, that was such a waste. Like even in my losses, even in when I face someone and lose to them, I'm always like, well, at, at least I got a really cheap kill on Qui-Gon team. Like, well, how many people put Qui-Gon with Ezra? My God. Um, <laughs> like, like I have no idea why, though. That, right. Hey, look, here's another Jedi who kind of hits hard. and kind of. I mean, I guess it makes sense on the surface, but uh, yeah, it just, it, it's pretty dumb. So, <laughs> yeah. One thing that's yeah. really interesting to me, actually, about Anakin is you don't have to have him at high relics to do a huge amount of damage under Qui-Gon. You don't, but I, I mean, have them there. Well, well sure. <laughs> no, uh, but no, you're you are right. Um, you have him there. My alts do not. They're they're yeah. both at relic like two on Anakin. And granted, they, yeah. he needs to have higher now, but you don't you don't need it because the the biggest thing there is speed for him at that point. You know, and yeah. and Qui Gon's offense, of course. So, yeah. And a crit damage triangle and go sure. to town. Um, and he does. Go forth and plunder, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so I think I would put Aiden after Zam. Like, I think my order would go Zam, Aiden, Qui-Gon, Dash. Yeah, I, I would love I would love just to 
<laughs> because people people are, are always like, oh, you hate the Qui-Gon. Omicron, I, I just want to play the role like that they've assigned me and just like keep annoying <laughs> them with it. Uh, but uh, in reality, I like I think I like the Iden one better because yeah. she turns that it turns that team into a total monster against certain teams. Like you, it's just a, it's such an obnoxious team, really. And then, and then yeah, Qui Gon is good. You just yeah. so you don't you don't like need need him. I'm excited to see what he does for my offense though. He might open a lot of things up for me. Well, so I think he will. I so. You put Jedi Anakin on Kenobi, which I I just don't. So that bothered me a lot less because I've mm. been putting Padme with Jedi Master Kenobi. But once you embrace the, here's a team that will undersize anything in front of it. It's Qui Gon's is amazing. It's, um. It's gotten me out of a lot of trouble on my all, and I, so I actually applied it on my main this past week too, and I'm I'm excited about it because it's costing me nothing. Like it's, and I, I mean team wise, where I was barely using Jedi Knight Anakin on my main account for the past month because I put Padme with Jedi Master Kenobi. Um, so nice. Anakin was just like. I guess I'll throw you on a Jedi Master Luke when I'm not countering Lord Vader. Like, I guess. Mm. Um, so now I, I have Qui-Gon, Ayla, plus one Galactic Republic Jedi. And it's it, it gives me a whole new offense team, which means I get a whole new team on defense because that's one less offense team that I need to bring with me, which is, it, it's very it's very nice in that in that I, you know it doesn't cost me anything and it literally just makes my defense and offense stronger yeah i think it looks really cool my alt actually has the qui-gon omicron now in fact um and i'm, I'm considering i think i'm gonna have to pull the trigger on prevailment maybe i already did i, I don't remember but he's like he's like geared six or something just totally <laughs> stupid that might be a little low <laughs> well i mean it probably is but i guess the, <laughs> the thing about it is with anakin I, well i i don't have i don't have teams on that account yeah. like i'm I mean, erodium and literally my last team is just a hodgepodge of random crap just <laughs> total garbage and then it like any any backup team like i have to make 18 teams any any like cleanup team or anything is yeah gear seven and lower yeah yeah so that's that's gonna be interesting right and that's using undersized squads for like three or four of my squads in planning so right uh, you know putting the qui-gon jin omicron on is you know maybe going to give me an extra team uh, in yeah. which case like i can probably kill some things and then slowly ramp up and start killing big, bigger and better things but i mean yeah that right mess man being in a rhodium with the with that small of an account you have to, <laughs> you have to place nine teams on defense like I, I legitimately will probably just place at least one total garbage like three star gear one team yeah. just so i have an extra team available for offense. yeah that's probably probably not a bad idea um so looking at the statistics of these omicrons and i get why the stat is going to be true <clears throat> because not many people have dash 
a lot of people have Akbar and Leia, but Akbar has like 3,000 more Omicrons than Dash. Oh, and well, Leia is about 1,000 more. I I actually placed the Akbar one on both my both of my lo- lower accounts. Did you? I mean, I, I did. You might as well. Yeah, I I think especially for my alt, it makes a lot of sense because you know, like my my middle my six million account. Even though even yeah. though I'm facing a lot of good players and stuff, people still put, still putting garbage down, still being surprised by things. And uh, frankly, like I have all I have a bunch of characters. As opposed to my Prevailman account, which has like zero spare characters, just every single character is right. going to be every single match. In uh, in on my alt, I have a bunch of characters that just aren't being used, but they're relict because I have like Jedi Master Luke un- unlocked, and it's like, well, I have all these rebels like Captain Han Solo. Yeah. Hello, hello there at, at Relic <laughs> Three. You know, Rolo is Relic Three. Why? Right. Why you, you know, and Leia is Relic Three. Why not just? have an extra team on offense sometimes you can put you can use akbar lead with you know leia and and then sometimes you can spare 3po from your cls team and then you get machine gun leia and you just destroy people with it (laughs) yeah i mean it it absolutely makes sense especially for especially for the younger accounts Mm -hmm. and the ones that much like you um you just need teams that's right you just need teams it makes sense to if you're going to place the team down at least give it a fighting chance well and that's what prevail man i'm I'm like yeah for him at at 3.3 or whatever i'm still facing some pretty weak teams so even though my akbar is what gear eight something gear nine (laughs) alaya's gear nine right but sometimes i'll be again i'll be able to spare 3po from that team and then you can do I'll be able to punch way up with that with the Omicron, yeah. at least in theory. We'll see if that actually pans out. And I didn't put the Leia Omicron on yet, but you have to think that those rebels, the rebel Omicrons are going to be relevant eventually. Hopefully. Um, yeah, maybe not. But. Yeah, they might not be, but hopefully they are. <laughs> hopefully the team doesn't require five Omicrons to be relevant, but... well. And that's just the thing. Like, what happens when, I mean, so far, it, it's a pretty interesting team. Well, interesting in the, like, in a theoretical sense from, from our perspective, from our big accounts perspective. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it is interesting for other, a lot of other accounts uh, that, that are a little bit lower down. But, uh, I mean, it's already kind of interesting. Like, it, really, they almost just only need to put one more Omicron on someone. And, and suddenly it becomes this thing, like all the big accounts are going to be like, oh, crap, like I, I have to play Akbar with Leia, like it's going to get yeah. to connect the dots and get all of these Omicrons on that team. It'll go from zero to hero with like one shift, I think. <laughs> well, one shift in about two months, because Having to get that many Omicrons, unless you want to buy a $100 pack, is going to take you some time. Well, and if it's a top accounts, then half the people have it instantaneously. But Right. Well, right, right. Like, But everyone will instantaneously be scrambling for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, God, Omicrons, how much they've, how much they've changed. Like, can you imagine... And I know we can't imagine because we just have to go back four months, but like 
how different these GAC seasons would be without the Omicrons? Uh, I mean, they're enormously game-changing. Yeah, it's it's not even... Yeah, I, I just... It, it breaks my mind to think of 3v3. I know we keep mentioning it. I just... Like just just the thought of how uh, so we have like all the legends characters that have been released you know now we have the Inquisition which aren't good now but will be probably we have new yeah. ships and everything but then we have Omicrons and three v three is unrecognizable <laughs> right now. Man, uh, I yeah, it's completely different. Like there's there's going to be some similar teams, obviously, mm-hmm. but my God half the board is going to be different yeah just completely different i'm i'm like is is mon mothma with kyle katarn like pretty good are we still going to use mothra with cassian and k2 are we gonna gonna do something different i i have no idea right yeah is is all the all of our old teams are gonna have to be reevaluated i'm actually looking forward to that um if if that ends up happening but yeah all right, so that leads us into another podcast question. Excellent transition without even trying, Zareth. Um, oh, thanks. So the question was, how would you enjoy a GAC that has some zones with 5v5 and some with 3v3? And then the question says, same about territory war. Okay, so you're like, okay, I have to clear this front zone as a 3v3 zone. So you you have to you're like okay so I'll use Thridian here but oh crap now I don't have Gideon or Thrawn for the back zone and I needed that for my five v five counter to <laughs> this this Galactic Legend in yeah. the back like I don't know I I kind of like the idea just because then you could you could idealize your Galactic Legends yeah. right so like in five v five maybe Lord Vader's better in in three v three I I don't know if he is but um. You know, may, maybe he he beats the three v three counters better. Like Ray is maybe better there, or maybe she's not. But you could kind of pick and choose your idealized squads and stuff. I, I think it would yeah. be interesting. Uh, I think it would be too chaotic, and uh, at the end of the day, I think it would fail. But it's interesting to think yeah. of, at least. What are your thoughts? Well, that's that's exactly what my thoughts were. Of. Um... I just think the chaos of it would, like, part of me says, ooh, that would be really interesting. I think the actual just sheer chaos would drive me crazy. Oh, man. Well, can you imagine, like, trying to plot? Okay, I have to clear, like, five teams from this front zone before I, but and then you have to wrap your mind around the idea that, okay, now there's going to be maybe four teams in the back and they're all 5v5. Yeah. And then and then what happens like on the top zone? Do you have like three of each of you know of three v three and five v five? Like right, yeah. <laughs> well, you're like, okay, so I, I countered Ray and let's see, I, okay, so I use like Basti and Ray and, and Hoda to do that. Okay, so now I have to kill a five star or a, a relic uh, or a five man Supreme Leader Kylo team. Oh, but crap, I already used Hoda and Basti on that counter previously. <laughs> you know, yeah. Or or trying to think like, oh yeah, well, I countered this team. Oh, I don't have the count. Oh no, but that was 3v3. So I do have two extra characters from that counter that I normally would yeah, it's just it would be super frustrating. And at the end of the day, you'd leave a lot of random, just 
leftovers, a lot of orphans out right. there. Right. Like Starkiller's like, sorry, Visus, like you don't make the cut in 3v3. And Visus is like, damn it all. <laughs> yeah, or Visus more in 3v3. <laughs> right. <cute. laughs> I know. She's like, but I'm relic. And he's like, suck it, Visus. Like, you're not, you're still not good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um yeah, God. Three v three. Actually, I think it will be a lot of fun to plot out the teams for three v three. The problem I have with three v three is it just uses so little of the roster now. Like right. some of us already want there to be more teams added to five v five. And three v three uses what um, a quarter less team, a quarter less characters than five v five does. Yeah, I really liked three v three because you could you could super slugfest that because you just had an endless number of teams. <laughs> it felt like. I yes, <sighs> now it's even more so. Right, uh, and well, now now it's like you have so many that you could have a really strong offense and a really strong defense, and it. it you just start smashing. You're like, oh, sure. I guess I could throw Cat on Ray. I don't, I don't see why not. I have enough teams otherwise, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I can, you know, put Han and Chewie with some frivolous other thing to, yeah, like, who cares if you draw out the Han and Chewie counter? Like, the, you have, your opponent has a billion other good counters too. So, so yeah. that's, that's something I've been thinking about is in this game in general of trying to re recalibrate what is worth it like i remember i remember when i was using bad batch to take down uh like all of the qui-gon teams and yep and so i beat these teams like some people someone put like general skywalker with qui-gon for instance and i'm like what are you doing man but you know and i beat it and what did i use i used bad batch again and it's like people but people would say this thing to me and i was like this is so delusional they would say well, as long as I drew out your bad batch, as long as you drew out your bad batch, I would consider that a win. <laughs> and I'm like, for me, right? Like I got yeah. a 65 and you don't get to use your Qui-Gon at all. Like you just get it canceled by some team that right. can't even counter half the board. Like bad batch are great, but they, they're not, they're not world beaters. You know, they can do what they can do. And if they overstep their yeah. bounds, they get smacked down. And so it's like, hey, I found a viable use for my for my bad batch every single time. And oh god, I, I hope to see Qui-Gon on defense for that reason. Yeah, it's wonderful. It, it's magic that when that when people do that, but people say this delusional thing of at least I drew out your bad batch, and I'm like, ho ho ho, like at least I used <laughs> my bad batch. I'm <laughs> right. like, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Like I needed something to use my bad batch on. so yeah but so this idea though like you can kind of transfer it up though like people say well i drew out his commander luke team i'm pretty glad about that and i'm like is is commander luke really on that on that tier where you're like well thank god that's out of the way like my now my opponent's offense is much less potent because i'm not i'm not so convinced this commander luke is just the pinnacle anymore after gl's um Commander Luke may not be the pinnacle, but he still counters a lot of stuff. Sure. 
Uh, well, so, Lloyd does. He's he's worth considering, but how worth considering? How how much of us? How much do you sag in your seat? Like, oh, thank God, I used Commander Luke there. Like that was so such a waste of Commander Luke's amazing abilities. You know, right? Or, or are you like, oh, well, okay, he used Commander Luke, but he has so many other options that Commander Luke is, you know, like so. Commander Luke's probably a worse option, for instance, than a lot of Qui Gon builds, right? Qui-Gon beats more yeah. things. Yeah, I um so part of the problem in 5v5 is that there's only three teams in the back, right? So a lot of the times going into that back zone, I still have a lot of strong things for offense. <laughs> um so if I use my CLS out front and it's like Oh, I'm going into the back, but I still have JML, Jedi Knight, Revan, Jedi Knight, Luke, and now Qui-Gon. Like, okay, who cares? I used, who cares that I used my CLS? Because I have something that beat, two teams that beat Galactic Legends and one that is going to clear a lot of crap. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just, all I'm saying is like, we're going to have to go through this mental recalibration as, I mean, this is the way of things, of course. It used to be like, oh, good, he used his geos or, you know, you, you had to plan for geos. And now I'm like, oh, he's got geos. That's cool. Like I don't, one team I don't really have to plan that for because pretty much everything I have on offense beats him. <laughs> right. You know, right. Uh, but, but it used to be you had to plan around them. And like, is Commander Luke starting to take that seat? I know that... I saw a recent, it wasn't too recently. I think it was this season or maybe it was the season before, but you used your Commander Luke to counter a Mon Mothma team. And like you kind of got a couple bad rolls and whatever, but you, you ended up losing that match even or that that fight between CLS and Mon Mothma. And uh, I, it was just, it occurred to me, I'm like, well, could Mon Mothma consistently then kill Commander Luke if he was on offense? <laughs> no, <laughs> that answer no? is no. No. Well, I, I mean, yeah, maybe not, but I, I just feel like we're going to have to recalibrate what our, you know, readjust what our, what our. Yeah, because that, that Mon Mothma team that beat my CLS was also an R8 Kyle Katarn and R7 on everybody else. Sure. So, I mean, that's not really an investment I want to make <laughs> just to beat a CLS team. Um, that actually. Does. God, that brings up what I wanted to talk about with the Omicrons of, and actually, I think, let me see if, I think there's a question that's sort of like this. Oh, yeah. So another one of the podcast questions is, Aiden is nat a natural Mon Mothma counter with an, her Omicron. So mm -hmm. would you rather your Mon Mothma Kyle team gets beat for 65 or face a full Omi Aiden team on defense? And if my opponent uses a relic, Aiden with an Omicron to beat Mon Mothma. God, I feel bad after the conversation we just had about CLS, but like that's such an undershooting of the of an Omicron. Like to beat you're using an Omicron to beat Mon Mothma. And I'm just like, that's that just seems like such overkill to beat a Mon Mothma team. 
Well, not all Mon Mothma teams are built equally either, frankly. Like a, a full Relic 7 with a bunch of Relic 8 mixed in with, with 60 mods. Like that, that team gets so ludicrously tanky that it, like it, some of the counters just go out the window. I mean, we see people time out with, with, uh, you know, the against Treya and stuff too. Like Trey is not a hundred percent counter well, against it. Treya Trey is an awful counter against Trey was timing out against the turn meter team without Kyle Katarn. Right. Oh yeah. So I guess and honestly, I think you probably time out even more against the timeout team than against Kyle yes. Katarn. Uh, yeah. but uh, all I'm saying though is like Mon Mothma, like that that team. That team can be really, really good. Like it, it can do a lot of really ridiculous things. And if Iden, if you don't have like an amazing Iden team, like all your guys are like Relic Four or something or less, uh, you know, even I, I see people with like Gear Twelve Idens actually taking yeah. down the like a fully Relic Mon Mothma team. Like in my opinion, that becomes a really good counter. Well, yeah. So if it's a G Eleven uh, Iden, mm-hmm. that's different. Um, but like. I have a Relic 7 Iden, and if the only way, place I use her is to take out Mon Mothma, I'm going to feel pretty damn bad about my Omicron. So what are you going to use 7-star uh, Iden, Relic 7 Iden against? What's what's the, what's the her ideal counter if she's on offense, in your opinion? I mean, it's it might be for bad banners, but she's she can beat gas. She probably can. I mean, and I know from trying to attack her with gas that it doesn't work out that well. Yeah, um, I, I struggled pretty hard on it for sure. Like it, it made made me think that maybe with with me, like with a player behind the helm instead of the the stupid AI, that may maybe maybe you do countered General Skywalker. Uh, yeah, I, I and I think I think it will. Um, and again. I probably wouldn't plan on that. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go in saying, okay, here's here's my counter. It's going mm-hmm. to be, you know, Iden. But I think I think that she does take that out. I mean, think of every team that you wouldn't take against her. Every team that has some sort of counterattack or assist. And she's going to beat it. Yeah, I, I keep thinking I would like to see it against a Dash team because Dash has the irresistible days AOE. Yeah. So you're not going to get the bonus turn meter and the assists and stuff uh, or the counters, but you're also not going to die because everyone is healing like crazy because everyone's assisting like crazy. Right. It could That could just turn into a timeout. Um, Seems like it. I would like to see it at some point just to see how, it, I mean... Yeah, it, it could probably just turn into a big morass. Right. But, I mean, we've seen Aiden beating CLS. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, that's going to be a really interesting thing moving forward of, like, okay, do they do they play CLS a lot? Well, I have a decent chance of just using Aiden. Like, I wonder, I wonder, honestly, I was thinking about this, too. What about Aiden just trying to like take out i don't know like a relic item team versus like a rate team that's just like pretty crappy you know like that has zalbar on it for instance yeah uh yeah absolutely 
you know i, I mean it's uh, worth worth thinking about if she, she's gonna whirlwind a couple of you to death but you might be able to i didn't her to death too i, I don't know <laughs> i didn't know oh god <laughs> um yeah i think so everybody put her on defense because that's that's what we do the as soon as we get somebody make it somebody else's problem like i have, I have no problem doing that and it, it worked out for me she's she's yeah. gotten holds for me um yeah every time i placed her on defense she's gotten a hold yeah. so far i do think this season we're going to start to see her on offense a lot more Oh yeah, and so probably. I think this this season's where we're going to start to see what her capabilities are because you can't test outside. You, you just can't test outside of this game mode. So, right, I, I'm excited to see like you know meet back in week two and be like, okay, let's look what's she killing, and I think we're gonna see a good list of stuff that she's killing. Probably. I mean, I think we're going to see the numbers of Mon Mothma team deaths skyrocket <laughs> for whatever it's worth. My my alt has a, has a Relic 8, or sorry, Relic 8, gosh, a Gear 8 <laughs> item team. And I, I just happened to have so many Omicrons, I just applied all of them. I was just like, okay, Qui-Gon, you get one. Uh, Iden, you get one, and sure, Akbar, like you raise your fin, yeah. I'll, I'll, you can have one too. That's fine, buddy. Like, go, go, knock yourself out, or knock someone else out <laughs> for me. But, but, like, yeah, what, what can, what can all these Idens do? Everyone's going to be putting that Iden Omicron on, and, yeah. And then, what's the cheapest counter for Iden? Well, that's right. That's the next question. And I mean, we have a bunch of counters for Iden out there now. Um, and the cheapest is probably Qui-Gon, Jedi, Anakin, Varus. Um, but sure. yeah, I, oh. I'm just, yeah, I, I, I mean, pad batch does some work, but can, yeah, I, it, that it seems really, really scary to me. <laughs> um, like because one bad one wrong hit on tech and that just goes sideways well gosh they they killed my echo just out of the right. blue yeah and and I, I ended up winning it but it was just it was real scary because echo is the you know he's the guy who gives the like who gives them days it's like oh crap like i needed days to keep be on these guys and you know, I needed to be able to stun them, you know, through right. the, through the synergy right. with tech and everything. And he's, and now Echo's just gone, like F my life. And it, it turned out I, I still won, but yeah, it's stressful, man. That I don't think I've had more stressful fights than my fights against Iden last, last season. Like <laughs> I had some fights that I lost and some GACs that I'm not super proud of, but I don't think there's any individual fights that were more stressful than me trying to kill Iden with weird counters, like using general Skywalker yeah. two different times. And I like almost lost both times. And then, and then uh, using pad batch two or three times and one of them I timed out because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. The other one still came kind of close to timing out. And then and then enter Darth Revan. And, you know, it's like a chorus of angels. And they're like, yeah, you won't even come close to timing out. And you'll get really good banners. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that does with Shore Trooper, though, instead of Storm. The irony is 
Storm is like a hundred times better on that team um, because of the sharing of the unique, because 200% defense is a lot better and 10% max health. And since Iden goes first and there's turn meter gain, like an auto taunt doesn't matter as much. But with that said, against the Darth Revan counter, I am curious to see if that changes it. I also want to see how well that Darth Revan team does against a Commander Luke team. Well, frankly, like a Commander Luke team that's on defense. Because if I have a pretty thick Bastide, they're Han, is, and if they don't have, if they're not Chill's ludicrous speed <laughs> Relic 9 right. monstrosity, or really, like, if Relic, if they're all Relic 8, I probably wouldn't want to mess with it. But, like, a Relic 7 Han and Chewie combo... Uh, yeah. I probably feel okay about Basti surviving their first shots, frankly, if you make her pretty tanky. Yeah. And then after that, like Marauder starts going nuts and you get fear on them because they don't have a tank. And I, I almost think a Darth Revan team, even without Malak, beats a Commander Luke team too. Yeah. So I mean, he could. It's. I don't think it'll be good banners. Maybe not. Uh, yeah. I know in 3v3, uh, that was one of the teams that Urz used that surprised me was he used Commander Luke or against against my Commander Luke team. Or it was yeah. like the, the Chupio team. So it's yeah. it's a pretty different thing. But he used he used uh Revan and Basti and then just Sith Marauder. Yeah. Which, you know, if you if you carry that out to a bigger picture, maybe it, it just fails horrifically. But I've had enough times that my commander Luke team went in and tried to kill Basti, a sniper out, and I couldn't. And I just died horrifically and couldn't <laughs> couldn't kill anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, whether or not that's all because Malak is a badass or not is another question. But I'm I don't know. It's something I'm going to be exploring this season. I think. Yeah. Like how how much mileage can you get from Darth Revan on offense with Malak somewhere else? <laughs> you imagine we're what three years later and we're still saying i wonder how much mileage i can get darth revan <laughs> oh man he's he's staying relevant i feel like yeah he's still pretty scary on on defense you put you put oh, a really good sure. nest with yeah. him or whatever like i he's not the immovable object that he once was but you have to use something valuable to take care of him right so here's a question about him Zam Omicron is obviously now beating a lot of Darth Revans. Do you consider that an even trade at this point? Say it, say it again. Uh, Zam Omicron is beating Darth Revans oh. on defense. Do you consider that an even trade? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I mean, I I consider it of like kind of a fail on my end. I I would rather have my. I mean, I, I get a lot of mileage out of my bounty hunters as well. So maybe that's, I'm a little bit different. Maybe I just think I'm special, but <laughs> the, the, the truth for me is I would rather have, I'd rather have Zam and company for my back zone. So if they're putting their Darth Revan up front and force me to use my bounty hunters, I use a lot of, I lose a lot of utility in the back zone of being able to maybe like need if i need a multi-shot like any galactic legend i can do it basically with with bounty hunters facilitating and yeah so if if i could draw if i could guarantee draw out their zam 
with my Darth Revan, I feel like that's kind of a win, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think I think it is. Um, it's and plus, so it's still an Omicron. Like I know there's people out there with eleven or twelve Omicrons now. It's still one of the most rare resources in the game. So if I'm making you spend one of your most rare resources on a team that's three years old, I mean, I don't think that can be bad. Right. I think, well, so all you really have to do is put Nest with them. And it's like, what what do you kill them with that's cheap if Nest is in there? Well, that becomes, that becomes um, bounty hunter food. That's sure. it. That's it. Like bounty hunter for, for cheap. Yeah, I mean, for cheap, like with Zam, or you're saying with something else? Oh, no. With, well, I mean, it. I guess it depends on speeds, but I'm saying with Zam. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I, I just, I don't know. I get, I get too much mileage out of Zam to feel like trading with, I do it, I do it. So I'm not and my alt does it all the damn time because my because Aura <laughs> Singh is gear ten and and Zam is only gear twelve and yeah. I still kill like high relic Darth Revan teams with it so you know it's it's got legs. Uh, what was really interesting to me actually was one of my opponents this last season had uh, one hundred or three hundred sixty speed Darth Revan, which is ludicrous speed, that and then is. put and then put Talon with it, so it's the three hundred eighty speed Darth Revan just in the right. wild and. And it's like some people who like that, it almost outsped my bounty hunters. I was just telling you how I, I love to like under speed them now because, right, right. because I can save mods. <laughs> like that almost bit me in the face. Like I, I was like six speed points away from just total <laughs> doom, you know? Yeah. Um, if, if you're even capable of getting that speed, I mean, my alts can't get there. I'm at like 355 on my alt and, you know, I have decent mods on there. So, you know, if you can do it, I guess more more power to you it's uh that that is absurd speed though and i don't think well i don't think it's I mean, I guess, <laughs> yeah i guess it's not wasted because you know if it did outspeed your bounty hunters it's making it's basically making them use gl because you can't use gas because not many people have wrecks that fast mm-hmm. um so it, it's probably not wasted but at the same time, oh, I can think of so many better places for that speed and still keep Darth Revan at 340. Like not, I'm not saying slow Darth Revan. I don't, I don't like slow Darth Revan. I've never run slow Darth Revan. Um, but 360 just seems. <laughs> Someone called me a dick because I said I called my uh, my Darth Revan slow at 317, which is like <laughs> for me that's very slow. That that's like almost criminally that's, slow. Yeah. And you know I'm like, well, what? I I'm just looting him. Like I'm fine. Like he still has you. Just put nest with him and we're good. You know, like he still he still draws <laughs> draws something good even at really low speeds, kind of. Uh, but yeah. but someone called me because it's still like a a plus. I don't know one a high one something i forget what it is now but yeah. i guess i can i can look let me see it because i think he still has his mods i have blue stacks up but um he's you know at that speed so like uh, depending on where you are in the game that people are like why like why do you why do you have to be so elitist on speed mods all the time i'm like 
yeah it, like at 317 it's still plus 143 speed set like which you and i have yeah. have several of the, that level sets but yes yeah yeah but th that would be very very difficult for me to do twice on prevail man for instance you know right so anyways it's just just a funny <laughs> a funny a fu it's just a funny mental shift of you know how, how long ago was it that we were talking about how many plus 130 speed mod sets do we have right oh god yeah i mean and 130 well so i was talking to somebody about this remember back in the day where like a 270 tie fighter pilot meant you were like a god in the game oh yeah i remember this... people doing that and i never i never got in on that but yeah yeah well, like, uh, what? How fast would it, it? That wouldn't take much effort at all to get him two seventy. I wouldn't be too. Oh no! Surprised. Now I have an awful set on him, and he's two seventy. In fact, I think he's. I think I have mine at like three ten, and I don't consider it a, a super fast set. Um, oh dear lord! Yeah, I have him. I have him at two ninety three, and he's only a plus one hundred three yeah. set because I just have just random hodgepodge yeah like one of my mods doesn't have speed on it <laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> oh no sorry i had plus six speed like my square is plus six <laughs> speed and and i still have him way higher yeah that's funny but then again that was probably in the at the time of the game when you didn't have plus 20 speed added from, oh, right. from gear 13 right. so so it was a little more effort <laughs> but oh yeah, real counsel. I am totally using a speed set, by the way. <laughs> uh, don't judge me. Actually, do I don't care. I actually, I'm I'm totally good with having a slower Darth Reppin because I'm going to take him on offense, and I don't, I I care way less about his speed when he's on offense because I can I can pick and choose. Like he doesn't have to go first. Just make him and Basti yeah. tanky and call call it a day. So here's a question out of left field. Solo. Um, okay. Uh, maybe you already have them here but i i don't have my i still have mine at gear or at relic five for basti and darth revan um and that that was actually like oh i should take them up to five at some point because they'll do a little better but like i had them at three for a really long time um at what point is a good point to take them to seven because i keep i see them at seven all the all the damn time curious what you I... think Oh God, I don't know because I see him at seven all the time and I kill them at seven all the time really easily. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've never once, well, I shouldn't say never once. Uh, there was a time where I was like, man, Relic 7 would be good. But in the past year, right. I don't think I've ever said, I can't wait to get Bastila <laughs> higher Relics. Right. Um. Yeah, I I see no reason for my account right now to get them up next. Like the list of people that I want to bring to R7 is so long that Darth Revan and Bastila just aren't aren't gonna be on it. Um who would you take Malik, first? I would take Darth Revan before Bastila. Okay. I think I'd take Basti just because she's the linchpin and he can at least transfer some damage though she he does some pretty good damage uh but you were saying you were saying um malik i think malik is still a viable mm -hmm. r7 um yeah. me too i have i have him at seven yeah i yeah i i think malik would be good there i just don't see darth revenor bastila there unless 
so like I know some people that want to use um want to use Darth Revan to counter GL still like and and this is usually at the lower GP where people are seeing Jedi Master Luke on defense and so R7 helps there like that I completely understand I just don't use them that way fair Okay, here's another random question. If you had to choose, I know you have both at eight right now, uh, but I, I don't. I have them both at seven. If you had to choose, though, which which would you get to Relic eight? Uh, fives or Fennec? Which one is more important at eight to you? Ooh. Probably Fennec. Fennec. Well, so yeah. GAC-wise, or are you just talking about just like... Yeah, GAC-wise, too. Okay. Uh, because Fennec is, you know, you talk about linchpins. Fennec is the damage dealer. Like that's, mm-hmm. um, uh, so it would probably be Fennec and fives. I mean, he deserves to be R eight. Like I, I think he's a good R eight choice, but that's for fleet more than for ground. R eight. I faced a few R8 fives and they haven't stopped my CLS and my CLS isn't even our, the team's not even R7. So I, I think it would be, um, I think it would be Fennec because she just does so much damage. Like she is so fun to play with on offense. Oh, she is. She absolutely is. I mean, I just don't, I barely use her on offense is what I've discovered. Like I, my bounty hunters don't, don't need her, frankly. Like if I'm using boss lead, I guess, but I, I very rarely use boss lead these days. Um, her multiple hits can trigger some contracts really nicely for sure. But even, even then a lot of times I'm more reliant on disintegrate than on Phoenix mad DPS. Yeah, well, but we'll also see if you get into the back and there's a Lord Vader that you weren't expecting and you still have your bounty hunters available. Oh, true, true. Fennec is going to feel, Fennec is going to feel really good for you. Oh, Fennec is great against Lord Vader, 100%. Um, If you have the right build, if you have everything the right way. I I want to Relic 8. I'm trying to decide. I I don't even know if it's an option for me this before lock. I... I have a little ways to go. I have to see what, what materials I need, but it's just trying to prioritize these things like fives, having, having them at relic eight seems really important for fleets as well. And, and honestly, one thing that I've discovered is I've typically been very disciplined about my fleet. Like, even though I don't want to, I'm like, fine, I'm going to put gear on GAR and ISC. And that saved me. I, I bet I have five extra wins in yep. GAC just from those two, frankly, just from having Gauntlet available at High Relics because I'm like, oh, I can actually beat a negotiator team with my Empire. But no one, no one, like the chat begs me not to do it. And I'm like, no, guys, like we, we totally have like a 70% <laughs> chance to win this, you know, and right. it, it pans out. Um, but uh, like I, I've been very disciplined in fleets and uh, lately I've just kind of let myself go so, so to speak on that I'm like no I don't want relic eight on cad no I don't want relic eight on five and I think it's been biting me a, a little bit frankly yeah so I'm, I'm trying to redouble yeah. my efforts there as well I am so the one thing I'm worried about this week 
is R9 fives. Um, yeah. If I see an R, if I see my opponent places R9 fives and exec on defense, I pretty much have to keep my executor. Well, what, what else do you counter with? with? Mm-hmm. Well, because I'll, you know, exec mirror, which I do in arena. So, it, you know, shouldn't be a huge problem unless RNG really catches me. Um, right. And then that'll give me TIE fighter pilot for a negotiator mirror. Like that's, that's where we're going with this. Or or malevolence or something, you know. I, I think I think an R nine fives is gonna force me to take executor on offense. It's no joke, man. Like I was thinking the other day, I'm like, man, maybe I can use this to justify finally getting my favorite tandem up to to relic eight. Like I want Han and Chewie up to eight. I've wanted that forever. Yeah. Like since since eight came out, and I still haven't been able to justify it, but eight's kind of their zone you know like nine they doesn't do too much for them but eight would be great maybe i wish the falcon needed a little more speed to be relevant (laughs) but but yeah i you're right a relic nine fives is is scary i keep i i saw i think in my last week i saw two people with relic nine fives like it's that's that's a thing and my relic seven fives is like i used to be good (laughs) <laughs> like i remember yeah. when i got him up to seven and people were like dude that is that's crazy i'm like no he's, he's actually really good at seven uh you know because it, you didn't need him as seven now he's isn't he an unlock character now um or is he i think so i don't remember now yeah anyways he's you know he's good he's been great at seven i feel like yeah. eight eight's probably warranted but i don't know it's such a morass of like do I invest in fleets now? Do I invest in squads? I can't really do both. I, mean, I guess I mean, if I, I think spend. It, so part of the problem is in the next month, there's going to be a huge fleet meta shift. Not, not an executor. Like executor is going to be executor. But the B teams we use are really going to change. And so I can tell you all of our competition you know, in the top 200 are focusing on fleets. Like that's, if mm-hmm. you look at all the upgrades that are going on, it is, it's fleets. It's fleet, fleet, fleet. Um, it's an arms race. It, it's crazy. It is. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm really loath. Like I was ready. I was ready to put R9 on fives. And then they announced the conquest ship. And I was like, I should hold back on this right now. Um, yeah. But other people are putting, are still going hard and putting it on fives. And it's like, oh, what do I do? Because do I fall behind knowing that in a month and a half, I'm not going to be behind anymore? Like, right. So it's been, I've spent a lot of time thinking on that alone of, Ooh, where do I go from here? Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's a really uncharted situation, and the the arms race on fleets, like, and the fact is though that that's not really going to screw them in the lot. Well, it's not going to screw the whales anyway, the mega krakens, right? Because uh, they right. they just, 
oh hey i was gonna get a everyone real i was gonna get gamorian guard <laughs> up to relic nine eventually anyways like who cares but right. uh you know but it the thing is even the people who invest the, who it kind of does hurt a little bit short term like long term if they if they make us put a third fleet on defense that suddenly it like all those upgrades that were like oh it's been diminished okay we're good like we have inter- interceptor everything is solved yeah. we're safe and that you know the arms race is over and then they're like but now three fleets in the zone and everyone's like my my upgrades worked you know my <laughs> my relic nine kenobi is is amazing you know yeah once again and you have to think those upgrades are actually still gonna they're gonna hold value long into whatever next season is or whatever whatever meta shifts happen right uh yeah it's uh well going to be really interesting to see because i i think it's a foregone conclusion that we're getting a third fleet by the end of the year but yeah it just i think it's happening it seems like it i mean cg has has said things that kind of made me led me to believe like oh well that's going to be miserable and we can almost kind of do it now i mean i know that i have i have certain fleets that i'm like oh my gosh like all i had left was endurance which is basically all i had left was nothing but i mean that that's not always the case and there have been some fights i'm like yeah i I guess I, i could put another fleet down and beat another fleet and still you know well, so if this resistance bomber, if it really does guarantee a cleanup of an executor, I could put another fleet down. Because right now, the big fear of executor is the cleanup goes poorly and you need to add in, you know, uh, like a third and a fourth fleet. If this new ship, guarantees that you'll never spend more than two on executor just except for you know obviously extreme circumstances of course then then uh, you know what i can do more yeah yeah i agree Uh, well and and how much of how how devastating is a loss with the rad s now with the new bomber i i would love to see that because if the bomber can go in and it's like, well, okay, it's only a 10% chance to one shot. I'm not, I, I yeah. tend to agree with you to be clear of, uh, I prefer a, like a 70% chance to one shot with malevolence. Like that, I like that, uh, you know, that's something cool. But yep. uh, in, if you, if you take it the other direction, just for a minute to look at, what if you take the Radis in, you only have like a 10% chance to one shot, but you go in and you'll yeah. get a guaranteed kill on three important ships in there and it's a very very easy low cost cleanup that's like high banners for a cleanup that's really not that's not really that much worse because if you get a one shot with malevolence you're gonna drop 15 ish banners anyways like if you can if you could switch it to be like well you drop 20 from the initial fail and then and then you only drop like two or three more it's not it's not that big of a banner shift if it makes it really easy with the with the outside chance of just getting like perfect banners against against it i mean we'll have to see how devastating a loss with the radis is but um i don't know it's just something i was thinking about if you could what if you could sure. guarantee one shot like what if you can guarantee that you kill 
executor, but then you, you're not guaranteed yeah. to like finish off the ships. You know, like would that be worthwhile? It's... I I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> Is finalizer going to be good on defense now? No, <laughs> that I do know. <laughs> no, okay, all right. You're I don't, probably, you're I don't probably think right. it will be. I, I, because I mean, the kit is really interesting. I just didn't read it as, oh my God, this is going to be amazing on defense. Well, it's total garbage. It's hot garbage on defense right now. Like, that's it's the worst right. by far. I'd rather put endurance down, frankly, but <laughs> maybe, maybe that that's overselling it. But it's, yeah, I, I actually, with the tank in there, who knows, who knows how those interactions are going to work? No one can predict that crap. People say they can, right? They can't. Well, some people can. I don't know, not with a high degree of success. Anyways, yeah. I, have, I have all these random ideas. I've, I've gotten us on the most tangent thing ever, I'm sure. I apologize. But... <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we needed tonight. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I felt a little all more right, free if, I, if we're being honest to do that, just because <laughs> we don't have. We don't have GAC going on. We just did our, our whatever, right. whatever you call it, uh, roundtable. So go ahead, though. Let's get it back on track. All right. So this one is actually, again, well-placed uh, transitions. So it's, it's a fleet question, and there's, there's setup here. They're, they're making me talk. So with two new ships coming to the game and the TIE Interceptor for Empire Fleet, who wants the crit as often as possible to grant the Ally Cap ship turn meter to reach all ASAP and the tie echelon for the finalizer fleet who wants his team taking turns while stealth scimitar seems to have two fleets that it would be very helpful in as it grants plus 25% crit chance when entering battle and stealth uh, the stealth grant which mm-hmm. fleet do you think the scimitar will be a part of more often and more important to um I'll, I mean, I, I have some thoughts, I guess I'll, I've been hogging the mic in terms of the first answer. So I'll, I'll let you, if you want, I can, I can front yeah, it too. No, I'm not just trying to pawn it off, but. No, it, I, I don't think we use the scimitar in those fleets. That's my answer. Right. Um, yes. That's my that's, thought too. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the logic is sound, you know, placing it as a third or fourth reinforcement. On, when you have it on offense makes a lot of sense. Um, and so I would probably put it with first order just because they only have five ships now. Um, but I don't think that plus 25% Chris chance when entering battle is a game changer at all on the empire. I think the empire is going to have ships dead before you want to bring in scimitar. And first order, it's kind of the same thing. Of the point of first order is just blitzkrieg of kill them fast. Um, I don't think your second reinforcement is. I think if you get to a second reinforcement with first order, there's a problem. Okay. So I would say neither. Yeah, I think. Oh, you always you always worry too. Like he's he's got. Now I don't remember what his place in the in the reinforcement line is, but there's been times that I'm like, oh, he's pretty high up. 
yeah yeah exactly like i'm yeah. like oh thank you for sending in scimitar that was nice like uh, anything else would have just screwed me i'm like sorry plo like wait in the back like <laughs> wait right. you're your capital your whole fleet's gonna be dead before you come in now because you send in stupid scimitar like <laughs> because the, for so, sometimes he out prioritizes plo and so yeah like i think scimitar is probably gonna end up being best used i bet i bet we find some kind of good maybe he'll be good with first order if you're using first order on offense and maybe the because of the stealth mechanic they may have good synergy but otherwise it's a decent ship to be able to help your fleet survive because you have a garbage fleet and you need to clean something up because you're desperate. Right. In my, that's yeah. my association with it. Uh, I mean, prove me wrong. I'll start using it. I have, I have a relic mall or Darth mall. I may as well, but yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't see its utility yet. Agreed. Uh, real quick. Thank you, gum and all the gum nom noms for the raid. Good to see you. Good to see you all here. Uh, welcome. Yeah, guys. All right. So next question. Another another fleet one. We're focusing on fleets tonight. Uh, how does CG fix pilotless ships? Because relic levels are growing up. Omicrons are being added. How does a pilotless ship keep up? We asked Crom about that. And he yeah. he totally was just like, oh, whatever. Doesn't matter. I, I don't know. Like he 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 was he was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. And then he just to <laughs> totally didn't respond beyond that. Cause he did uh, not. <laughs> well, because you, you can't I just keep thinking. I mean, so you, you know, you and I are kind of in slightly different camps. You think that relic 10 is gonna come out before we get seven dot mods, and th that's fine. You you could very well be right. Uh I also think that it's possible we get seven dot mods. Either way, either one of those is going to significantly impact our progression with those with those ships as well. Yeah, I um, I a don't think that they care, and b R nine is still so rare. I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference on the pilotless ships. At least for the short term. Um, like, can you see in the next five, six months, them R9s taking over fleet? Not probably. So, okay, right right now, actually, the, I'm thinking about this. All right, so, so yeah, it, it stinks. They're not going to be increasing their hit points and, and all that. But a lot of a lot of speed or a lot of fleet. Uh, is posturing with speed like it's like who yeah. goes first and gets the this effect that triggers the the cascade of other effects that you know it allows you to kind of thread the needle so to speak um because you know like the finalizer fleet you need you need specific things to happen uh and you need the specific speeds for that to actually work none of none of yeah. the pilotless ships right now require any kind of speed adjustment like none of them are like oh shoot i wish i could get it just one speed faster i don't think there's a single ship out there that's pilotless that i'm like oh if this was faster this would be way better yeah i um uh, right i i don't think that they matter right now we'll see um i mean we'll see if we get more pilotless ships but even at the moment the meta fleet 
just doesn't care about pilotless ships. <laughs> just ignores it anyway. <laughs> true. Well, no, that's true. And I would expect the next big capital ship yeah. that, that's released to have a similar mechanic. Maybe not the exact same, but something that helps against that. Yeah. Um, I do. I also think it's it's really easy for them to solve. And that's say when R10 comes out, um, they just do an update to the pilotless ships and boost their stats a little. Like it's it's an easy update to do. Just change the stats. Sure. Well, you you get into this weird situation if you do that. I, I think that's probably the best way to do it, frankly. But you, I do yeah. think that you get in a weird situation where then someone who farms pilotless ships early game is sure. going to be at a higher power level than then at the same time how many pilotless ships do we even have like three four uh, i guess tie bomber uh tie bomber hyena bomber oh, vulture two, droid and a couple y-wings two y-wings so five yeah 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 all right yeah i give them a little stat boost i i don't care Right. So, seems uh, nice. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> God, more fleets. Uh, and it starts off with a joke of, so who's going to R9 Rose? <laughs> but seriously, besides KRU, what First Order and Resistance characters are you considering taking the High Relics for fleets, if any? You and I were just talking about this actually today. Well, a little bit at least. We touched on yeah. it. Um, like, do you do you have anything that you're specifically looking at? Like, is Scavray going to be Relic Seven or Relic? Well, eight, she is. Well, yeah, yeah. seven, um, but but eight. Sorry. Um, I would do Poe before Scavray, just because she's yeah. already R seven. Um, Agreed. Survivability on him would be nice. Right. Yeah. Um, that's from the resistance fleet i mean maybe resistance pilot a little bit on the first order fleet i i already got my special forces tie pilot up to i think r6 just to make sure that he could go before the rebels and so um yeah that's an endless arms war right yeah. there arms race yes yes it is but so uh, you know as the, the ships are getting faster, we're going to have to stop using special forces and start using regular TIE pilot because of his uh, turn meter boost. But, yeah, I, I think, if anyone, it would probably be Poe that I took up the relics. Yeah, I guess right, right now I don't see Malevolence as a really premier team on offense. Like it's a it's great for cleanup, wonderful to help you clean up, but it doesn't. It, otherwise, it, it's just not it's not as good uh, on offense. And if you're cleaning up, the all of your stats matter way way less. Like a lot of yeah. times, a lot of times you relic increase pilots not because you want more damage from them, which it's nice to have more damage, of course, but you relic increase them because you want either a little more survivability or more importantly, you want to hit a th speed threshold. And right. 
I don't think there's a single, there's not a single speed threshold on Radis right now that I know of. That that may change if there comes out, some counter comes out, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so for K1, finally off of fleets, um, for K1, if you could magically take one non-GL team to full R8, which team would you improve or which team would improve your GAC matches the most? To full Relic 8. Um, I would just get greedy and do like Juan Mothma because I don't have high relics on that team at all. <laughs> Maybe Jawas because that's that's even worse. What about you? <laughs> uh, full relic eight. Um, don't see Darth Revan now. <laughs> don't undermine yourself. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'd probably do the Dash team. Yeah, that's a good choice. Uh, at, at R8, they hit like a monster. Um, and yeah. Vandor, try, try killing Vandor at R8 if he's full, full uh, health modded. Oh yeah, he's a chunk. I mean, he's 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 tough even at relic five, frankly. Right. Um. So, and Arsenal said Sith trio in the chat, and actually, so oh, I that's a great point. I saw an interesting um, post from Aesop today uh, where he was up against his guildmate. And I forget which one, but so his guildmate tried the auto taunt plus um, Sith trio Barris, you know, counter to his to Aesop's Iden, and the Iden team still destroyed it. And you know they're they're all Maw people and they're all R8 on both teams so uh, that counter I don't think is going to be as reliable as people <laughs> as people think it is now if you want to use Treya versus Iden you say yeah okay now if you yeah. if you want to use the Treya versus Lord uh Lord Vader counter and that's why you want to bring him R8 that that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I there are so many comments that gets like on my YouTube channel when I'm talking about Iden and people are like, dude, just take Treya and Barris and it's easy. Like stop whining about it. I'm like, I've seen Treya Barris teams <laughs> get wiped off the planet. Like so fast like, with Iden. Yeah. Like uh, may, maybe yeah. the, maybe like the gear 12 items that you're facing are just, you know, uh, even, even relic Iden teams can be beat by, by Treya, but yeah, I, I don't, <sighs> I'm not, I'm not seeing it as super reliable, frankly, unless you get your Treya up way higher. People are like, yeah, like Relic 3 is good enough. I'm like, no, I, Relic I really, 3 definitely isn't. I really wish I could watch the time you discover otherwise. I I took my Relic 3 Treya team on my alt against an R8 Iden and Stormtrooper. That's, it was only those two left. So I was like, I could clean this up. I couldn't. I could not clean it up. <laughs> Yeah, so this Treya team was R7 Treya, R8 Scion, R7 Nihilus, R8 Barris, R6 Shore Trooper. And it was against an R8 Iden with R7 on the troopers. And the fight was over incredibly fast. Iden just destroyed them. 
It's awesome. I like to see yeah. that because I don't want to. It was it was actually so to put this in perspective. It was Hawkeyes attacking the team. So the guy that's been sitting in first or second, basically since this started, with mods that are stupid, it was his team attacking and lost. Hmm. Yeah. So I I don't know if that's who you want to count on. If that team is who you want to count on. Um, yeah, I used full Relic 5, you know, pretty good mods on my Treya team. And they just, they got melted so fast with Barris. And yeah, it was, it was brutal. I, whatever. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, didn't have the very <laughs> best team, but it all, it was also just a pretty mediocre, like there was some Relic 5s, some less than Relic 5s on the team for Aiden. Like it was fully relic but it wasn't it, it wasn't a world beater Iden team like the one you're describing. It right. was like, oh yeah, like a few six E here and there and got melted. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Um yeah. So so that Treya team scaring people off of using them in Iden. Treya Polisbaris does still beat Omicron Dash quite well. Nice. Um, all right, let's see. All right, that's all of the gameplay questions. Um, there is um, you know, a question of <laughs> are any of the Gambit Roundtable creators drastically different when not being filmed? Or are they all pretty much the same as we see them on stream? And at least speaking for me, I mean, I'm kind of the same on and off stream. Yeah, I, I want to just be silly and be like, man, Andal's such a dick. He's <laughs> such a foul-mouthed dick, but he's yeah. not. He's, he's, I think for the way I, I've seen it, pretty much everyone is pretty representative of yeah. their personalities on stream. I, yeah. I make it a point to stay the same. I don't... Amadeus says I'm worse. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. Um, all right. So that's that's all the podcast questions we have. Um, so I'll ask one last question then, since nobody else asked it. We're headed into the new season. Um, mm-hmm. what are you excited about for the new season? I'm excited to see the adaptations of what what people are going to start doing because I feel like this this current season has been kind of like everyone at least in the like top 300 ish area that I floated around last season. Uh, I feel like th- there are a lot of the same variations of teams. I started to see some uh, some pretty interesting stuff with Dash, uh, you know, some experimentation because now people are starting to get more and more Omicrons and they can start experimenting with it, especially especially this crowd of people that we float around with that have been putting all Territory War Omicrons on now. People, they're going to start affording their GAC Omicrons and so they'll be able to start testing stuff. We're going to start seeing some more, some new stuff, I think, pretty soon. I think people, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm the most interesting person in the world obviously I'm not but I I do like 
I really like being able to use, I like the idea of using Darth Revan on offense, which I know that's a drop in the bucket compared to some of the crazy things that other people are doing. But, uh, you know, I'm just excited to see the new variations of stuff. We've seen Aiden on defense every single time. Pretty soon people are going to start using Aiden on offense, like you mentioned. Um, yeah. I have a few other things, but what what else? What about you, Solo? I am I'm just excited that, you know, so the first GAC season, other than the matchmaking, felt like a normal GAC season, right? The second season, you know, I started in the top 25, and I don't think I was – it's not I don't think – I know I was not ready um, to compete with some of the people up at 25. I'm actually excited because I spent a lot of time this past season working on relic levels and modding to keep up. I mean, I can't, I can't keep up with the guys that have just R7, R8 on everything. Um, but all those like the, the good players that aren't 10.6 million, I I think I have my roster in a good place to keep up with them. And so I'm very excited to make that happen this season or see if that's going to happen. So I'm starting in the top 100 again. So we're going to see how this first week uh, goes this season. So very excited for that. Yeah, I think, I think seeing everything's shifting like what what are we what are people going to start doing about star killer just destroying every version of ray out there that Malik. that's known maybe i mean that's, I, that's certainly one I, i've already talked to two or three people that that's that's their plan malik is going on ray all right malik's back on ray put tenacity back up <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically yeah um yeah, maybe that'll work. I don't know. You can go around to Malik a lot. Though I guess he's you, going to be taunting a lot. What's that? Well, you can, but EP's not going to be gaining the turn meter either. Mm, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mara will still gain turn meter and Starkiller will, but EP won't be gaining turn meter. You're not going to have machine gun EP. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Plus, his force drains, whenever he does get a force drain, is going to be pretty monstrous on Starkiller teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, we're going to see, we're still going to see a lot of shifting of these teams. Cause like you said, all the people that didn't have GA Omicrons, because they were focusing TW, the TW Omicrons that came out haven't been fantastic, which means more guilds are releasing omicrons that can be you know applied and right um we're going to see a lot more testing we're going to see a lot more just you know some of these guys in the very top like the the tippy top are playing each other for the third or fourth time now and right when you do that you have to do something new so we we might see team comps coming out just because had to put something different on defense so let me throw this down and then it ended up working so um yeah, yeah. 
there could be a lot of fun coming from it that way too. I think so. I think, yeah, the people who are more likely to record things a lot of times, like the, you know, the highly motivated individuals who are all, you know, in the top territory war guilds or, you know, spend a lot of money, but, you know, they've been doing territory war omis, omis. Like we'll start seeing more footage too, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right. So have you, what have you done in the past week to help your roster out knowing that we're coming into this start of the season? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> not much. I, I have Jawa Scavenger at Relic 5 now. I have Resistance Pilot, who's been at 3 forever. She's at 5 now. Um, mostly just holding on to my mats and stuff. I'll, I'll have Second Sister at, uh, in a couple of days, she'll be in Relics because, yeah. you know, we're, and then I guess the biggest thing is I have that 7-star Bomber, uh, Resistance Bomber. Yeah. So, Otherwise, not not a whole lot. A little bit of remodding here and there, but nothing too egregious. What about you? Um, I now have my third Jawa at R5, so we're up to three. I am 100, well, now it's like 110 med packs away from Dacha going to R5, and then my Jawas will be done. Nice. <laughs> Sounds depressing. After that, I don't know... I don't know what I'm going to do. Like part of me really wants to work on Ewoks next. And um, I think I want to spend some time just focusing on relics for people, a couple people though, before I move on to getting the Ewoks up. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's totally fair. Uh Ewoks would be nice, but at the same time, you kind of need the Chirpa Omicron at some point right. for, them to, for them to be super relevant. Uh, yeah. I'm honestly not gearing the Ewoks up to use them as much as they're my, they're, they are my most undeveloped faction at the moment, other than like, you know, Tuskins. Um, Which if, but, if you can even really call that a, t- a faction... Right, but I'd like to get them up because they might be needed for something, so might as well put some gear into them now, because we have no forced farms. CG is taking their sweet time announcing new content, so now is the time to get up the bad people or the teams you're not going to use. Right. Yeah, I keep thinking, like, I should I should gear up Sith Assassin. There's, there's corner case use for him or her, I guess. But yeah. then I'm like, no. And then I'm like, oh, what about what about Greedo? He's my only, oh, he's my only bounty hunter that's not uh, relict, you know. But that, again, like, right. who cares? I, I I don't care about the the OCD thing for him. So, <laughs> right. I, honestly, I think I might just save my relic mats for the next big thing. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I need to build up. Electriums and Zinvitals as well. I need to I need to reinforce their store right now because I'm almost out. Mm, fair. And not almost out. I am out. I can't apply an R6 if I wanted to right now. Um Jeez. So well, otherwise, yeah, I think 
I'm just gonna stand pat. I put I put that Qui Gon Jin Omicron on, so that'll that'll be a nice little boost for a minute, and then I guess we wait. We play the waiting game. My next Omicron for GAC is probably gonna be the next Star Killer one. Yeah, that makes sense. That that's honestly. So I'm planning on probably my next Omicron being Territory War, um, mm. if a good one is out there. And then after that, it'll be Starkiller Unique. Fair. Well, yeah, who knows what or the not next unique, good one's going to be. Not Unique, sorry. I have the Starkiller Unique, the, the Starkiller. Um, the special, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just assume when people say they're going to put like their second Omicron on, on Starkiller, I'm like, yeah. Right. Yeah, other than unique. Um, yeah. When are they going to get an icon that tells us they have an Omicron? Uh, they said it's coming. Did they? They have, yeah. Okay, we'll see. I haven't heard that. We'll see if it actually happens, but they have said that it's, it, it's going to come. Um, you know, hmm. <laughs> we'll see if it does. Nice. Yeah, we'll see. And then I, I guess maybe Darth Talon could be an okay GAC one if she's going consistent Willie with uh, Treya. I don't know. Whatever. She's pretty yeah. low priority though. <laughs> so that's that's it for me solo. Yeah. All right. Well, then we can we can move people on their merry ways. Let's do it. All right. So let's wrap up the podcast first. Uh, thank you for everybody joining us on the podcast. Uh, always good to have you join us. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch you. Uh, shameless self-promotion. Zareth and I will be streaming on our personal pages on Wednesday and Sunday. We'll be on the Gambit podcast page for fight night on Friday night. Um Join our Discord and you will get announcements of when to expect those streams and then when we go live. With that said, um, guys, remember that evil sucks. Oh, don't be dicks. <laughs> <laughs>